0: My name is Randy Rubenstein, and welcome to the Mastermind Parenting Podcast, where we believe when your thoughts grow, the conversations in your home flow. Hi, guys. Well, this week's episode is titled, Are You a Controlling Parent? And I included an audio. I use something in my mastermind called Voxer. And so it was early in the morning. So you have to excuse my stream of consciousness, just sharing of, um, which was a little bit of a ramble, a little bit of a rant at times. But from what I've heard, you guys sort of like the, these impromptu clips. Um, I had been at a, a, a talk the night before uh, where Gloria Steinem was speaking about her new book. I think it's called The Truth Will Set You Free, But First It'll Piss You Off. And a lot of people, I think, uh, consider her the founder of feminism. And she's 81 years old. And so she was here in Houston speaking. And I went and, and, of course, I woke up the next morning. I was just thinking about all the things that my brain was kind of processing from being there with her and just sort of hearing the conversation. And so I made this audio in Voxer for my most recent group and shared my thoughts about it with them. And where the ramble kind of got to was me talking about control. And Gloria had sort of talked about like how there's always been this effort to control women, control women's bodies. And so sort of got me thinking like how much control is this woven thread within our society? And I just sort of talk about it and I share a story about recently when I realized control was on the scene for me as a mom and how I was attempting to try and control my son and how he dug his heels in and um, and sort of how we handled that situation. Uh I just I just wanted to include it because I thought that uh maybe you podcast listeners would find this interesting. I think it's an interesting conversation for us to be having. So enjoy. I went last night Gloria Steinem was in town and I went to an event and heard her speak and um and uh and, it, and there were a couple of things that just got my brain Thinking, but you know, she talks about for anybody that doesn't know, she's the, I mean, I consider her like the queen of feminism, um, although she's very humble and freaking cool. Um, and being a person who sort of is vainer than I would care to imagine, I love that she still looks beautiful at 80. Like she, I mean, fan, she is elegant and like because that part of me about like oh another wrinkle another gray hair like damn it and here she is at 80 and she is just fabulous and um so that feels inspirational to my shallow self although she says it's not shallow because some grandma tried to shame the youngins last night so this grandma was like uh I mean, she was just an old lady. And I say she's an old lady. Um, and Gloria, would, by any standard, would be considered an old lady at 80. And yet she seems like anything but an old lady. She's talking to the 14-year-olds, raising their hands as if she's their peer. Like, she's just so freaking cool. So this old lady asks a question and starts shaming the youngins for um, the way they dress and blah, blah, blah. And Gloria's like it has always been a part of human evolution to adorn yourself. And and the real, and so, I mean, even down back to tribal communities. So hair and makeup and clothing, like, it's part of, of like, being a human. Humans have always done it. And um, the real problem is when we start to police each other. <laughs> That's what she said to this lady, which I thought was such a classy way of being like, ugh, stop being a part of the problem and become part of the solution. But I think, I thought it was really interesting because Gloria said, um, Gloria Gloria said, she said, I, somebody was asking her about her childhood and because in her last book, she really talked about um her mom and her dad her mom she didn't she wasn't put in school until she was 11 years old like her dad was a bit of a vagabond and and bad with money and blah, blah 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 and her mom spent time in an insane asylum um so by any stretch of the imagination it sounds like she had a pretty rough childhood and she said what you know she knows now is that um she her mom there you know her mom helped her to like foster her brain and her love for reading and learning because her mom read her and she read she you know her mom was actually like got out of the insane asylum and like was you know addicted to to tranquilizers um for I think the majority of Gloria's childhood but she said you know her mom would read to her all these fabulous works and so that really fostered this love of learning and reading for her. And so she chooses to focus on that. And then she said, and my dad was terrible with money and we moved around and there was times we slept in our car and whatever. She's like, but he was a kind man. Like he was so kind to me and I was his buddy. And she said, what more could a child want? I, she said, you know, so she was like she was like, and so what I realize now, like I didn't realize this when I was younger, is that they very much shaped me. Um, you know, I was angry when I went to, you know, when I finally started school, and then I went to Smith for college. Like I, I, I longed for a more traditional family, very much so. Um, she says, but now I realize, like my dad represented that of course there are kind men in the world. You know, I was treated with kindness. I was treated with celebration. My dad, you know, he was, he was, he was, I was his buddy, you know? So she really, she really recognizes how her upbringing, her parents um, shaped her in so many ways. And she essentially has like rewritten that narrative. And that's what she kind of talked about a little bit as an older woman. Um and and it sounds to me like she nobody tried to control her you know she was there was a lot of freedom and she talks about you know the control and the history um you know she's got so much wisdom and knowledge but she talks about the the history of of the society wanting to control women and control women's bodies and control women's reproduction that's why she's you know takes such a firm stance with the abortion laws and um And she said, you know, it's always been about controlling women and controlling their bodies and controlling reproduction because that's how, you know, that's how the next generation comes along. And I thought that that control piece was so interesting. Something is going on in my brain with, you know, what we're doing here is we're changing the parenting paradigm and shifting away from trying to control other humans and um and and I just want y'all to kind of think about that, right? Like, if we, as especially as moms as women, we don't want anyone telling us or trying to control our body, um our bodies we we have to practice what we preach, right? So, as we dig in and really start offering things like choice, but what about when empathy doesn't work? What about when the two choices don't work? Okay? Can there not be a third option? Can we not include and collaborate with the people? If empathy is not working, can we go, hmm, the point of empathy is so that the other person can tell you're on their team. You see their perspective. It's not a manipulative tactic. So something's got to shift here. And then you just talk to your child like a human. And you're like, I'm here for you. You know, I'll be over there. Come get me. When, when you can talk to me and I can help, like I am here, right? So, so you just go back to really like basic humanity. No, no human wants to be controlled. It feels terrible. We don't want people to try and control our bodies. And we have to start by not trying to control our children. What does not trying to control other people look like? How can we model that? How can we be change agents for that? So I want you guys to really notice where the control creeps into your lives um, today with your kids. I mean, it did it with, and look, I'm not exempt of this stuff, you guys. I saw control recently creep in with my 21-year-old senior in college son. Um, And he freaking dug his heels in and went straight into the defense zone which I haven't seen in a long, long time. And we had to have a productive conversation. Me and my husband, like, we were like, whoa, something's happened. And then I was like, oh, damn it. We're freaking out because he's a senior in college and we need him to get his shit together. We need him to have a plan for next year. We need him to future trip. We need him to get out of the present moment, right? So... Um, so I, we, I apologized to him and I told him the story and I said, I remember being at the stage where you are. I remember my mom hounding me about this, that, and the other. And I remember all it did was just make me procrastinate more and freak out more. And I, we, and I realized we've been doing that to you and I'm so sorry. And he was like, well, thank you so much for saying that and for apologizing. Like it was like a weight had been lifted. So, um, so control can creep on the scene, and you don't even realize it. so, I want y'all to be noticing because that's where we are all change starts with awareness. We have to notice before we can change, change change. so, I want y'all to start noticing. I would love to I would love for you guys to share when you notice when control's on the scene. Um, sometimes even just saying it out loud dissolves it. um but yeah, so those are some of my stream of consciousness thoughts coming from my time with Gloria Steinem last night. Have you read my book, The Parent Gap? Have you listened to my book, The Parent Gap? I doubt you've listened because my publisher hasn't released it yet on Audible. However, I have the audio version of The Parent Gap that I would love to send to you. You can download it at mastermindparenting.com forward slash book. That's mastermindparenting.com forward slash book for your free audio version of the parent gap. You're welcome. Bye.